0: Welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. We know that. Hello. Hello. Uh, today I'm joined with Ash. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. And Todd. Hello. Um. So tonight we're gonna actually we just got off of uh, doing some um videoing and yeah. some uh, training I guess um with some of the newer people yeah um we just did some sprinkler deployment and uh, we're gonna talk about that tonight I guess yeah right? um but first we got some
1: news yeah so um. Unfortunately, there's a so so far in BC this year we've had three deaths uh, related to forest fires, um, and the last one was just a, a, a pilot out of um, on a fire in Northwest Alberta who's flying a Bell two hundred five A that went down and he passed away. Uh, but he's actually one of our local pilots from mm-hmm. the area here, so he flies out of West Kelowna, yeah, based out of uh, helicopters there. So, um, yeah, another. Tragic event, you know, in BC, we haven't had any wildfire deaths in, uh, like over, over 10 years. Yeah. And now we've had, well, we've had three, three. Well, two in BC and one in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty tragic event. Uh, thoughts are with everybody involved there. Uh, well, I guess the other one was in Northwest Territory. Yes, the other yeah, one was so, Northwest Territory. But still all in the general area. Yeah. Yeah. And then today, actually, they had the, um, the ceremony for Firefighter at BC Forestry that passed away. Oh, they right. right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, wildfires
0: is definitely kicking off right now and we're we're mm-hmm. kind of surrounded right now with the wildfires everywhere but in, <clears throat> in our little neck of the woods so we're we're waiting for the other shoe to drop i guess and um, yeah we're also we're, we're not on deployment yet cuz um, forestry often like they look at how the trends go and right now they're expecting it to kick off in our area pretty quick so they don't want to send any of our apparatus out to help others cuz uh, we will
1: probably need them shortly Right. yeah I know I read an article a while or a couple of days ago, and they're talking about the redeployment of a lot of the resources are right now are they're, they're just kind of restructuring everything and moving everything down to the southern interior where we are now because yeah. they're expecting all the activity to be shifting our way, which clearly in the past three years <laughs> yeah it's trending huge, yeah, yeah, it's not
0: even like people are like lighting fires by accident. it's more um mm-hmm. we have, we have lots of dry lightning coming through lately mm-hmm. um, and then even you know just basic stuff like a, a car fire or Things that would normally not start a wildfire, could easily start a wildfire now.
2: And that's the thing, like those of vehicle fires, Mm. it seems like everybody's natural instinct is to pull way off the side of the road because they don't want to disrupt traffic. Mm -hmm. But what what they're doing is they're pulling themselves into all of that brush. They're they're right on the edge of everything that's going to be combustible rather than being right in the middle of the highway where it's just going to be, you know, pavement, so...
0: Yeah, um, like I don't want to bother anyone with my fire. Yeah, <laughs> like, nothing to see here.
1: Just go around me. Yeah, like, no, your car's not. I'll, buy,
2: I'll yeah. definitely bug the entire forest now.
0: Yeah,
1: so, so note to self if your vehicle catches on fire during traveling this summer, yeah. park in the middle of the highway. Exactly, yeah, yeah, put a break on. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much> so. <laughs> exactly, yeah, maybe chalk a wheel.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, on to discuss our, our um sprinkler deployment stuff. Um, so actually, for the last two weeks. Um, Ash, you've been doing that with the crew on our practice nights. Yeah. Um, we've been, uh, my side of the fence, I've been doing some, uh, incident command stuff with uh, tiny towns and, 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 that sort of thing, which we'll talk about another day. And I think we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Ash, um, what have you been doing and, uh, what have you been doing it with?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rob and myself have been, uh, heading up some, uh, <laughs> wildland sprinkler protection training. Uh, we recently picked up, uh, some sprinklers, which we'll chat about here in a moment um, but we put together two totes uh for our local area, um, that's outfitted with um six sprinklers each, uh, a bunch of uh, forestry wise, uh water thieves, Econo line. This is jam-packed with everything that we're hopeful that each tote could protect up to two homes off of one tote, which would then be coupled with a water tender uh for support with uh pumps, bladders and, and uh hose, obviously. So, um, yeah, we've been taking the crew, uh, we start off in our ready room and we're kind of chatting about, um, cause it, you know, this is still a bit of a newer thing for us when it comes to sprinklers, like we've seen it, um, uh most of our command has taken the course now we we did get some mm. some uh, more some more senior members come in as well and uh took a course with us and, um it's it's definitely not like new new in the industry but uh for for us to be looking at this in our area is def- definitely new so um just kind of going through um and chatting with our guys and gals um just how how much benefit that they can bring um to our area. Cause we have a large interface and large intermix area here right. uh, where, where a sprinkler house uh, with very minimal manpower can really do a lot of good. So, mm. yeah, so we go over, we start off in our ready room um, and I basically draw it out for him, Um Cause you know, I always find in training, if you bring people out of the base and you go down and then you try to, okay, well we need all this stuff out. Okay. Well we have to do this. Now people are starting to walk around and you know, you don't always get their full, full attention. So being, being able to sit down in a nice room with a whiteboard. And I drew uh, basically our two bird, bird buildings and we have a couple of, like smaller buildings next to them uh, and basically laid out exactly what we were looking to see. Mm-hmm. And what was sweet mm-hmm. is each week we actually talked about like how we learned uh, when we took the course, they kind of let us fail and like, and not fail just Overdue. we over engineered our systems mm-hmm. like crazy. Like I think our first one, we had like six sprinklers up on the one building. I mean, it wasn't going anywhere, but in a you know real event, that's not going to be, True. uh, Good. <laughs>
0: yeah, because your water's gonna run out pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: right. So we explained that and, you know, kind of shifted and said, Hey, like, learn from what we learned from, um, and we'll teach you why you don't want to do that. And then we talked about like like hose lays and how how you should be setting up for this for protection, you know, the straight lo- you know, the straight line with, you know, water thieves along the way or the closed loop system. And we 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 are preaching the closed loop system where you have a gated Y and every length of inch and a half forestry you have a water thief or two and then that keeps looping around the structures that you're going to protect on the inside of the structures like not the inside of the building but the inside of like the properties um and then it comes back to itself so uh, the the science and math behind that is um if you're running a straight straight line you'll have a sprinkler head here and one at the very end. If you're in any sort of a agriculture industry, you know, the very last sprinkler is going to have a lot less pressure than the one right at the head. Uh, So the closed loop system keeps it. So this sprinkler that's nice and close to the pump is going to be exactly the same as the one right down in the middle and the ones coming back. So yeah, you know, we basically just went, went through that, chatted about um, the, like how fast it should 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 take like this isn't something that you you know, you don't really want to dawdle on no i spent a lot of time talking about and then going down there and doing it and saying like this is all triage right so everything that comes in mind just when you're thinking sprinkler protection is you have to triage these buildings and if this one is going to be defensible with two or three sprinklers if this you know premises that's where we want to put our focus on right And if there's two or three buildings, uh, on that property, obviously the home is your main, your main focus. Mm -hmm. So when we drew it up for our burn building, I said, okay, the burn building, the first one is our home. So let's, let's get something going there. Then these other two are very important outbuildings to them, but it's not the main focus. Mm -hmm. So the fastest that we could get them to get water flowing out of one sprinkler is the main goal right? So get something going because something's better than nothing. And with sprinkler protection, obviously, you have your trigger points where as soon as it gets to a certain point, you have to leave, whether you're done or not, right? So if you can get one sprinkler up, you're already giving that benefit over nothing. And now, hey, now we have extra time. Let's improve upon the system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was really good. It was neat because we had a pretty different mix of people <clears throat> each week. So to see how all of that was you know, taken and then implemented out in the field. Um we got a ton of buy-in, which is sweet. So anytime that we bring something new, it's always neat to kind of watch, you know, the younger members, and by younger, I don't mean age, but in time in, um, like the newer members versus the, you know, the senior guys that that have known about this, but maybe haven't had hands-on. It's neat to see the dynamic but you know between the two. The newer members are always nine out of ten times are just a sponge and they're yeah. there to learn and they're stoked on it. Um are the season guys you they're, know, <laughs> they're a bit more skeptical, right? So it was really cool to see yep. on the back end of both of, of both training events that mm-hmm. even like the most skeptical were like, man, yeah. this like the humidity difference. Yeah.
0: The it coverage. One thing you guys did, we brought the cast, you guys brought Kestrel yeah. out, mm-hmm. which 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 um, measures different fire um weather. Yeah. So it, it, you know, well, one of the things is the uh, relative humidity. Yeah. So we want to get it above that thirty percent, and it was at what twenty five when you guys went up there? Yeah, it was 24, 25 when we get up there, and we ended off at thirty seven. Yeah. So and I so really kicked, kicked that up. up, yeah, and that really slows that that flame front down
1: when it, yeah. when it hits that humidity level. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing that, seeing that actually work, like a couple of years ago on our fire that we had, um, you know, that was our first actual application of it when there's actually fire coming, mm-hmm. and. I tell you, man, seeing that fire behavior just die right down as it approaches that humidity bubble, it's its amazing. Yeah. Sure. And that was our big buy-in a couple years ago since yes. we've been talking about it. Right. And it's, uh, it works amazing. Yeah, I okay. can't cool. yeah. preach it enough. You know, I think back when you were still
0: on our department, uh, 15 years ago or whatever, okay. when, when I first started and you were, you were on, uh, we, the, the difference we used to fight wildfires, we used to run structure line. I don't remember that. I remember we said we never really ran a line. Oh, it was, it was all
1: structure. It was all structure line,
0: and we battled a grass fire and we wouldn't, like it was just, I mean, it wasn't, we were bad at it. We were just, our tactics were not good because we hadn't been trained through forestry mm-hmm. and we didn't know their tactics. And and now just even the, the amount of difference it is over the years, yeah. um, you know, now everything we use is um, forestry line, lighter, more maneuverable. Um, we use way less water. Oh, yeah. um, we have those bump and run, run tactics where we can, you know, it doesn't have to look pretty. It just has to get, gets to work. Yeah. And now with the sprinklers um again sprinklers are you know they're like oh i want to use a big hose that's why i'm a firefighter it's like <laughs> or the sprinklers are pretty cool because they oh, yeah. really work well yeah. I and mean, we could use them in conjunction like the way forestry uses them is kind of different than well we i could see us using them because they use them they they set them up for days beforehand and then right. they they have like you said trigger points whereas we could use them even if you know even if we're not going to leave we could turn them on and just leave less true there with yeah. a with a couple um Hand lines to defend mm-hmm. the structure, yeah. and still have the sprinkles going. Yeah. Like I think back to when we were at the the Inky Fire yeah. when you came up, and it was we had your truck, my truck, and an engine. So it was what? Do you have an engine with it? So yeah, two engines and a rescue truck which had water on it, and I think a tender showed up. Mm-hmm. So the amount of water we had defending one home, yeah, and uh, we were all looking the one way, and you happened to look up in the deck, and the deck caught on fire, which we <laughs> yeah. which we dealt with right away. But it was like. If, even if we had uh, one of these sprinkler kits set up there, even if t- two or three sprinklers, that whole house would have be been defended. We could have yeah. left one engine there to, to kind of man the defenses. And uh, it was a nice open area where um, the ember storm was coming, though, if that's what was getting yeah. us. Um, we could have left one truck kind of in the middle of that grass and just defended the home and we'd really be more than fine. Yeah. And we could have redeployed to the other I mean, in the end, it worked out well. We got probably lucky that yeah. it, it kind of well, curved itself up the mountain. And for that,
1: Specific fire, like where all the structures were, they're were so spread out. Yeah, uh, and we actually had a lot of resources for what yeah. was yeah. kind of in the front of it at that moment, so it really worked out. Yeah, but like if you go and let's say we have that same fire again now, mm-hmm. you know, now with some sprinklers and stuff, you can spread out even more. <laughs> so yeah, they say then no, you don't you're not tied in with that many apparatus. Yeah. You can have everything set up and ready yeah. to go. Because I think back even to you know
0: where Ash was, he was defending. They were defending that one home, and you know, as the engine was there, and then the tender was there, mm-hmm. and they were kind of. Tied in. Uh, eventually, you guys did a. You guys dropped a pump. Yep. Left a guy. Left two guys there. Yeah, uh, guys with there. with some hand lines. Yeah. But if we imagine now, we could leave the pump, a sprinkler protection doing sprinklers, and then one hand line with another, like so, two guys with one hand line and a, and some sprinklers going. Yep. That would easily be sure. That would safe. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensible. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the apparatus could have went somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I think getting a little bit away from the topic of sprinklers, but just on what Scott was saying there about if you were to look back that 10, 15 years, it's, it's really cool to see how far like the structure or the structure firefighters have come to the forestry side. And like, like we, sadly the forestry guys haven't really yeah, done our side, but <laughs> like we kind of, you know, comment on, it'd be nice to come back this, this way, bit because like the flip side of that is we do have all of this water yeah. and all of this equipment that, like, if we didn't have sprinklers available on that same fire, we have the ability with this equipment to do a lot of good yeah. on short-term. Yeah, like... 6,000 gallons raised, meant <laughs> to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see um, how we have adopted all of these, you know, tools. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just going to make things safer yeah. for us and our guys and gals as well, right? Because yeah, we yeah what we were doing like was safe. Like we were, you know, managing risk. Um, but I think we were in a very dangerous situation, but we were managing risk. Um, with sprinklers, you remove a lot of that risk because you're, you're doing that ahead of the fire. Uh,
0: hopefully obviously. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Oh, the, um, you know, I was really impressed by the how far those sprinklers actually reach. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you imagine sprinklers in your head, and I'm, you know, expecting like a lawn sprinkler, and it's like, like how much is this going to cover? Mm-hmm. Like tonight, the video we shot, um, we were, it was like a small um, shack, basically a well, an old picker's cabin, um, and uh, like it's not very big. We end up putting two sprinklers up, more just for comparison's sake, mm-hmm. um, just the two methods of mounting them, which is one was uh, screwed it directly to the to the outside of the of the roof like to the soft, yeah, to the softens, know. Yeah. and then the um, the other one, we do what's called a flagpole. So we got, you know, a couple of two-by-fours, screwed them together and raised it with uh, with mm-hmm. some rope um, yeah. so you don't have to go down a ladder and you don't have to screw it to the building. Yeah. Um, so we showed those two methods. But that one little building, that had, like, way, way more protection than it needed. Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of in an area um, where there's a, a large garage and a small shed, like the the, ca- the cabin. Um I think three sprinklers are going to be more than enough to protect that whole area. That
2: entire area. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And approximately, like we we have a thousand gallon we have thousand gallon drop tanks, mm-hmm. so we have four of those. Um, so we were running one drop tank tonight, but one tank, one pump, um, two sprinklers. and two, yeah. two sprinklers. Where yeah. we could add on mm-hmm. like
2: another four yeah. easily sprinklers and not overtax yeah. the system whatsoever.
0: And what were you, when you were running your system of training or in, mm-hmm. in the last week? You were yeah. running six sprinklers. Uh, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Okay. Six. And we had one person on a protection line. Right. So there's, um, mm-hmm. with the six sprinklers, um, yeah. you're doing the, uh, it was like a 30 minute run time, right? Out of gallons?
2: Yeah. So we didn't quite okay. run out of the water. We didn't quite run out of fuel, but 30 minutes running, we checked it and right. it was, uh, I mean, we were sucking pretty close to the bottom of the tank and we had maybe a quarter of fuel left. Right. So if that's kind of what we keep keeping our mind, that once we do hit that trigger point um you know and we do after bug out, you know you got 30 good minutes of runtime.
1: Yeah, so with with uh finding out your runtime uh and with your kestrel, knowing what your humidity level is and the wind conditions and your fire conditions, you know, picking that trigger point super, super important Mm. because you're gonna have to reevaluate that trigger point. Okay, like is that one most appropriate knowing only have thirty minute run times. Because you want to try and find that happy zone of okay, well, we want, obviously, some humidity in the air. and It's going to take a bit to accumulate um, versus, you know, start firing the pump up too soon and now everything's gone yeah. by the time it arrives or too late and that humidity is not quite there. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty important to reevaluate those trigger points.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we even chatted about that tonight when we were with the rookies there. Um, and they're like, so do we not fire this thing up until, like, right at the last, last minute? And I'm like, well, you know, you kind of have to be working on these things with, a few things in mind so if you are tied to a water tender, where they're right on scene with you and there's extra water there's nothing wrong with getting that humidity level running prior to it make a flood <laughs> yeah like literally soak everything yeah, down if, the the water, yeah. if you have if you have the water if you're going to be water limited where you get what you get um maybe they can come come back and top you back up Get the system going, make sure everything's dialed, and then yeah. shut it down. Yeah, and then only fire it up when it's ready to run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had some talk about, you know, we we have a interface you know, area right here. Mm-hmm. That uh, 2015, when the fire came over the mountain, we were, you know, you, you guys were down. Yeah. We we had like apparatus kind of tied up guarding all these houses, where and they were all super tight. So we could probably could have used all twelve of those sprinklers. I bet they would have almost covered that whole section twelve sprinklers, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not quite, but it would have covered that a vast majority of that neighborhood. And uh we could have tied right into the hydrant, like tied to either the tank, tent- the tank into the hydrant, just to constantly refill the, yeah. the tanks. Because I think I think it's still important running the running the pumps, right? Because uh, you get the yeah. right pressures and stuff. But we could, you know, easily ref we could have like two people constantly refilling the thing, just you know, refilling exactly. the tanks yeah. with with sure. those, off the hydrants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you have that water, just <laughs> you can let it run and yeah. you know make it. Superhuman in that area. Yeah, yeah, something else that we spoke of as well is if you're at the
2: residence and they do have a water tap on the si- side of their house, yeah. there's nothing stopping you from grabbing a hose, mm-hmm. putting that in, into your bladder mm-hmm. and just have it slowly nursing through that three quarter inch, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. garden hose. Um, you're not, if you're not running the tank or if you're not running your system, um, but you want to test it or whatever, um, it's not going to fill it quick, but any little bit of extra water helps. Right. So,
1: yeah. And it's super important. Like you mentioned, Ash, is firing everything up, make sure everything is working and you've got your, your kind of spread that you're looking for your sprinklers that you've selected to use. Um, and then yeah, shutting everything down and make sure everything's prepped up and ready to go. Yeah, for sure. You know, another thing that we really focused on and, um,
2: you know, when, when we talk about making that closed loop system and you have, you know, your inch and a half forestry coming off of the Y and then it goes out to a water thief and then it goes out again. And then you have another water thief. Um, I was explaining to the people, like have a look at what you're trying to protect. So if you come off of your Y and you have two buildings or a large building where you might need more than one sprinkler, double up your uh, water thief. Mm -hmm. So you have two of them, like, Right at the same location. Same thing. When we came back, back around to our main building, I said, make a manifold. Like, how many sprinklers do you think that you'll need there? They're like, two, maybe three. I'm like, toss three in immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you don't use it, it's just a a piece of plastic there, right? Um, but if you need it, then you're adjusting everything for that flow rate for that sprinkler set up for that building in one spot, you know, you're not going to, okay, this sprinkler pressure looks good. I'm going to run back over here and adjust this one on the next one. That's hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Nope. Everything's here. So, uh, you know, you will likely have everything wide open, but if you don't need to, or if you're overpressuring, okay. you know, like the nice thing about these new sprinklers is even if you're over pressure, all, all that you'll see really is a little bit of extra water is going to run off the head. Right. It doesn't not work like some of the brass ones. Right. Like if you overpressurize a, a brass <laughs> sprinkler, <laughs> it's it'll just stop, yeah. right? Yeah. Where well, these ones will keep going, but you'll just see a stream of water running down. Right. Um, so you can dial it back a bit. And guys are like, well, isn't that bad for the valve? Sure. I mean, it's not, it's not the yeah. best over time. It will start to erode the valve. But I mean, what's a what's a water thief worth? <laughs> I mean, pennies, right? Yeah. So if you burn up one or two thieves throughout your uh, summer, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever is just that cost to do a business Mm -hmm. Um, and like use that valve to like fine tune exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'd rather have a little bit too much pressure than long enough, but
0: um, being, being mindful of obviously your water consumption. I mean, the other thing you have to think of is that, that whole sprinkler system, like the pumps, the hoses, the sprinklers, you're basically leaving it all to burn. You have to be willing to be like, that's the last time we're going to see this stuff. Um, which is one reason why we actually went to the, uh, you know, went to the cheaper, like we use the Honda pumps, which are yeah. like, I don't want to say pins. <laughs> they're, they're substantially cheaper than like a yes. nice Water X, um, mm. like Mark three. Yeah. Um, cause Mark IIIs are designed specifically for a certain, for forestry. When they run out of, uh, F, um, water, they, they shut themselves yeah. down. There's, you know, they're, they're definitely designed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're using the, like the Honda pumps, which they run mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. All of our stuff's, on the pumps, yeah, so they um, it's easy for the for our crew to be like, okay, right. this pump's the same as every other pump, so this pump runs the same or the, the same motor that runs our fan, That's the right. same motor that runs yeah. everything else. So it's just, it's everyone just had a start, so it's, it's good in that way,
1: yeah. I think it, it also depends on, on like, look at your department, look at your area of coverage, what, are you, what's your purpose, right? Like, are the 100 pumps going to be totally sufficient, it's going to work, or yep. do you need more of the, the water axe style pumps? Like, yeah. uh, the one thing we've found with our Mark 3s is they run they like to run hot they want to run high pressure and if you don't have enough lines up if you're not flowing enough water we are you're blowing hoses or you're blowing uh, the gaskets out the rings are shooting through the line always yeah and we're always finding that problem um so you got to really think of what you're doing for your pressure that you're using and then the other side just a side note on the sprinkler stuff is um think of where you're dropping your bladder and pump and everything, do you need a, a sprinkler for your pump protection as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something sure. that we've practiced in, in the past. Is Correct. We haven't applied it. Uh, mm-hmm. so we, we just don't have that that forestry area. Yeah. Um, but it's another thing that maybe you just drop a quick sprinkler off of a off a thief by the pump site, and yeah. then that's protected as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think we learned like they they had like a wine They just opened a nozzle. Like, yeah, just <laughs> like
1: a fog, which is mm-hmm. like, yeah. a, yeah, it's a water. lot of water. The sprinklers, yeah, or yeah, fishing yeah. more efficient fish a quick economy. But yeah. again, then you got to think of your pressure too, right? Mm-hmm. And now that's <laughs> peaking off of a Mark III sure. versus it might be totally yeah. yeah. sufficient right. on it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, can we talk about the sprinklers? Basically.
0: So, we have we No, really yeah. so you guys have sprinklers. new sprinklers yeah. now. Yeah. So, we have sprinklers from um, Wildfire Protection out of uh, Seminar, BC. Um Actually, Ash, you're the one that, um, what is his, Scott from that, from that, uh, from that company. Um, So it's a small sort of, I don't want to say a one-man shop, but it's a smaller. Basically a one-man show, yeah. (laughs) One-man show. Um, But he's been around uh, doing some stuff at our seminar and the Chiefs conference. So we were talking to him. Um, The sprinkler that we're using is the SPS 2400. Yeah. Um, Dan, you, you know, the stats. Yeah. So,
2: you know, Scott was great he uh, came out he I was that hour <laughs> was at yeah, Scott. our seminar yeah. uh, but uh, to be honest with you I didn't really have a moment to mm-hmm. think about going and saying hello to a lot of these people right. um you know we definitely thank them for coming out and you know being there and supporting mm-hmm. us but that's not the time that we can really go and dive in and have like some in-depth chats about them and their business and and um, and their products um but we did find time to go and chat at uh, the bc fire chiefs in mm-hmm. picked um talked to him talked about the sprinklers uh he had a small demo going there uh and then we reached out to him on the back end of chiefs uh had a couple chats um and just the way that it worked out he was able to come up to us uh he actually bought a new pickup truck um in vernon and then drove down the rest of the way oh. after um uh, and came came down and did a a sweet visit chatting about the sprinklers. Um, what we should have done actually is <laughs> brought one in, uh, yeah. so we can show them on the video here, but, um, well, what were you talking about? Yeah. Maybe you run out. <laughs> um, but having chatting with them, you know, the design of it is very, very simple, yeah. which is what I really liked about it. And like, bless our, our guys here. Everybody's like, oh man, I'm sure we, we can make this. <laughs> well, yes, you probably can. Well, I guarantee you, we have guys here that yeah. can make it. Um, because it's simple, but that's the beauty of the design mm-hmm. and like supporting somebody that's actually done the research on, on like the design, the materials, the proper sprinkler Absolutely. head and then the fit and finish. So that's something that we couldn't re recreate here. Like we have farmers and we can <laughs> make it happen, but like, the fit and finish like it is a it's nice pol- polished product. Um, and actually just speaking with him after seeing the design at first, I started to explain how it would be nice to be able to interchange heads. And he's like, Oh yeah, like, I don't know why you'd want to do that. So I explained like for us, we're not going to say this one sprinkler will always do this. Mm-hmm. Like we might want to be able to interchange different gallonage, different pressure ratings. Uh, so as Scott has here, this is what we, end- <laughs> we ended up getting. Um, so it's very very simple. You've got your uh, um, you know regular sprinkler or uh, uh, garden hose connector down at the bottom, uh, which accepts Econoline. Um, we have copious amounts of Econoline. Uh, a simple bracket coming off of.
0: You know, one thing I like is this, this moves independently. Yeah, it's a swivel. It's way, yeah, swivel. It's way better for connecting hoses. Yeah, those yeah it's instead of getting perfect. all twisted. Yeah.
2: So that's really nice. Uh, has the brass adapter there. Just a nice quick s bend to it, which gets it away from um your roof line, which uh in the video that we're uploading. Is I was so surprised there was actually, that roof line we were on had a pretty good overhang on it. Yes. It easily. It perfect. Yeah. 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 So it's great. He gives us uh six mounting uh, holes. If you're going to permanently mount this, absolutely. Let's, Neil, we'll, you know, let's get that secured. Uh, for what we do, we find two on a diagonal. It works perfectly. Let's just get that up, up quick. Yeah. Um, I, then the, the lightness of this is, it's like yeah, a pound and a half. Absolutely right. Very, very simple. Uh, and then the riser, and then we get up top to the sprinkler head. Oh, we actually the other one. Yeah. yeah. So you, this right. is the, uh, the first, the first, uh, design. So, and they, they come apart really, really simple. So everything that moves can, come apart and you have the sprinkler head here. And you can't really see it in the video, but uh, you can interchange out nozzle uh, sizes. So this is a green, um, which I don't have the spec in front of me, but we have, it's like three-
0: it's sm- it's smaller-
2: Smaller, yeah. It's just all smaller orifices. So it's like three gallons per, <laughs> and then uh, the big one, uh, the gray or the black one, is up uh, to, no, it's yeah, up to like seven. seven. seven yeah. yeah. So it can be interchanged by pulling them apart and getting them ready that way, or, you can have them pre, pre-fit, I'll just get this back in here, click, um, and exchange the entire head. So how you would do that with this one is you'd actually have to unthread it as pipe thread plastic into aluminum, um, which over time, as you know, when you're doing things quickly, you're probably going to mar up the threads. Yeah. So I said, is there any way that we can change this? Hmm. So the newer design, he actually added another adapter piece to it. It rises up about a quarter inch total. Uh, But it goes to an Acme thread. So it's one single turn with a gasket and everything pops off. So what we're going to do is actually color code the outside of the basket here. Um, And like black will be big. And then we'll paint this part green or something.
0: And then we can have uh, more heads. Yeah. Yeah, Just for... um, um, the sake of room inside yes. those bins, because uh, um, yeah. we we could put double the amount of heads in those bins Correct. and yeah. less uh, less risers.
2: Yeah. So the risers is, yeah. I mean, that's all the same from uh, each to each, right? But yeah. um, it changes on the inside of the actual sprinkler. Um, and everything that water hits, um, is uh, what's the what sort I'm looking for? All of the moving parts are not where water's going through. It comes up through your riser, it comes up through your orifice, and then everything that moves doesn't have water flowing through it. So there's a lot less likely of a chance for it to get uh, uh, plugged up with debris, which like your wasp-style sprinkler, those butterfly wasp sprinklers, Mm -hmm. um, are prone to clogging. Nice. so we even talked about going further and tossing on just a small little basket sc- uh, screen gasket yeah. um on the base of it here that's something that you can add on afterwards just just to further help with that debris but uh if you end up having an issue out on the line you can pull everything apart again just flash up the sprinkler it's mm-hmm. it's it's going to spew you know right out of the top and then you can pop out Split water for um, yeah, there you go yeah you can end up pop, popping out from <laughs> here uh the green nozzle here as well right. and then everything's wide open <laughs> just a quick right. blow and all of your uh, debris out of there i get so re- you know really awesome design um there's nothing proprietary about this head um he's open about it he says he gets it from rainbird which is a very common agricultural uh sprinkler head yeah. uh but this is not common to our area so um like even one of our guys is like oh i've got almost the same one and then you looks at it a bit deeper he's like oh no mine's a, a bit different here it's a bit different here it's not the same it's mm-hmm. not as big uh so it's definitely um for smaller spray this this has a much
0: larger output no, no. um what was the distance we were getting um i want to say we were getting 60 70.
2: yeah about that yeah the short one was from the sprinkler i think we were getting about 25 feet from so, the sprinkler. so 50 overall. So 50 overall. And then the other one, I think it so was getting up 70, to just, yeah. just, just, just over 70. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of like really, really good, good saturation. Uh, yeah. 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 And you know, it's crazy going from uh, the smaller head like we have here to the larger one, you don't get an extra ton of distance like it is some. Um, but just the size of those water droplets, that's yeah. basically like, basically right now, the two and a half. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get really, really similar. Uh, coverage for distance wise. Uh, but what you are getting is, is that, uh, you know, larger droplets, yeah. the, uh,
0: share. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. So awesome. Uh, they do powder coat them. Uh, it comes in, uh, a couple, cup, a couple different colors. We like the high viz, uh, for what we're doing here. Obviously, uh, a, a large portion of his business is fixed mounted. So mm-hmm. people that live in these interface areas, uh, in these intermix areas, uh, he'll actually go and put these right up on uh your your house permanent uh and yeah. those ones come in kind of a little bit more of a like earthy tone so right, yeah. it blends in a bit more but for us if we have one up we want to see that we have one up so yeah, so red, behind you. yeah red green <laughs> like something uh that isn't going to blend in yeah so it's like yeah
1: the the other nice thing with these versus your kind of traditional sprinkler systems for um the sbs stuff is you know when we start talking about the different uh uh gpms for the sprinklers mm-hmm. Now you have, like, when we had our our structure protection trailer, there's so many fucking sprinklers.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the choices are, when you get too many choices, it's like...
1: And everything (laughs) is on a heavy steel base. That's designed for a fence or a ground spike or a pole, and it's heavy. Uh, And this is so light and so universal. And now with that new adapter or, uh, you know, the interchange, the uh, the sprinkler, this is where it's at, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially
0: for, like, what we're using it for, because we're using it only for... Like our needs, yeah.
1: We're not doing, we're not doing a
0: massive trailer. Yeah. it's like we're local to, needs. Yeah, yeah, local needs. You know, a couple uh, yeah. bins. Um, yeah, I think we haven't used it yet. Like use it in real <laughs> real deployment, no. but I can see it definitely getting used. No. And and one thing we actually decided to do, we um we weren't sure. We were kind of debating where to put it. Yeah. Um, because um on a wildfire, our engines our engines will go out because our engines have forced to deployable lines. Um, obviously for structural protection. Our uh, bush trucks go out because they're bush trucks. So our tender, or, sorry, our tender, our side-by-side and our our, um, our truck bush yep. truck, um, mm-hmm. it'll be out. They'll be running around doing their thing because uh, mm-hmm. that's what they're designed for. Yeah. And then our tenders, of course, will be moving around up in the water. So we're like, and then the command vehicles will be commanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll be ripping around. So we were kind of debating well, where to put these things. Um We had actually thought putting on the duty truck. But again, the duty truck often is going to be, yeah. should be, not tied in anything because it needs to be yeah. detached from the scene to yeah. do its, uh, to do a command job. Um, so then I was sitting and I realized our, our rescue truck, well, it, you know, it came out in the last the big wildfire we had and I, I was actually ca- captain on it. And it mm-hmm. was like, it can do some stuff, but it, yeah. it's not designed to do wildlife stuff. But what it does have is it's got right. a lot of power. Yep. It's got a lot of battery tools. Yep. It's got a, a short um, extension ladder. Mm-hmm. Like a, I think it goes to 20 footer. It's yeah. like, it's not a typical extension ladder. Yeah. But it's a short one. Um, and it's got room on the upper deck. So yeah. that's where we put our our um, totes, mm-hmm. our two big totes for sprinklers. And then we actually managed to even uh, up on our deck because we have this uh, massive area up top. We've actually got a bundle of two by fours that are strapped together. And right. they're and they're going to stay there for just the summer. They're strapped together and they're and they're, they're hooked in up top. Yeah. So if we have to, um, we can just deploy right from there. Um, that truck, since it's not going to be tied up to doing anything else, it can just kind of drive around. Mm-hmm. Um, we were concerned, well, what are, are we going to be able to get into places with it? But then we realized, well, we're getting tenders into places that yep. the rescue trucks basically the same size as the tenders. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, which is something the guys brought up during
2: our training mm-hmm. is, uh, well, some of these more intermixed areas, mm-hmm. uh, access is kind of dog shit. Right. Um, but that's where pumps and, and. And it's also portable, too. Right? Yeah, so
0: it's, everything's portable. Yeah, so we so, can, we could easily take that tote put it in the bus truck. Yeah. And, and take it the rest of and the take way. Take it the rest right of the way.
2: Yeah. And
0: if you know, if you if
2: you had to have your pump set up down at the road yeah. um, with your bladder, if egress um yeah. was, you know, sketchy or whatever, you did want to get yourself tied up way in there. Or there's a pool or you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, nice. there's many reasons why you might not want to be in there or should be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual premises, like, you know, the structure is very, very defensible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing stopping you from running Four lengths of two and a half to get yourself out there, mm. and then, uh, you know, why off and go and do everything that you have to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, then you're only putting water right to the side, side of the road. Yeah. Um, but that's where that bush truck or the officer truck can come in handy and help shuttle the gear and the guys in there. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so that's basically sprinklers, yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing them being used, but hopefully they never be used. Yeah, okay. I'm, I know one day we'll. I know one day we will have to use them, of course, because mm-hmm. it's just it's just That's not a thing that we, goes, uh, yeah. we just have. It. We just have wildfires here. Mm-hmm. And looking back at all the, over the years of all the different fires we've had, there's like many times I could see us oh, yeah. throwing these yeah. out there, mm-hmm. even if they weren't actually like turned on. Yeah. It just it would be nice peace of mind as an yeah. officer mm-hmm. or even as a firefighter, just being like, okay, yeah, I know behind me I have a sprinkler running too." Yeah. So, yeah. I don't have to keep looking behind me going, <laughs> because yeah. we're getting the a roof on
1: fire. So Is this on fire? <laughs> yeah. So it's like. Absolutely. Okay. Well, and then also going back to our fire we had a couple years ago, uh, the one structure days after it kicked off, I remember we came back up for mutual aid with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were sitting on one of the houses where there's actually already a, a bladder and mm-hmm. the sprinkler s- system set up from forestry for mm-hmm. protection. But mm-hmm. that was kind of our our holding zone or defendable zone anyway. So yeah. we stayed there at the engine and um, they were prepping for their, their back burn. And later that night they finally ended up doing it, but of a burned. And so that's when they sparked up their the system after we were gone, but everything yeah. was ready to go. And if we needed to make a change there, we could fire it up and if we wanted to stay, we could stay or we could deploy our engine to another resource. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it frees you up so much more. It right? Sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're fantastic sprinklers. I, I really like what he's done with these. Um, I think they're the the move, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. After going through everything that we've done, the only thing that they don't have is that ground spike. Mm -hmm. Um, So I chatted to them and we can get um, just a few more of the heads again and then just go down to our regular, you know, housing yard or whatever and pick up a few of those ground ground spikes with his Acme adapter. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah. So if you do have some, um, you know, some piles of whatever that it, say next to the structure there's a pile of wood and that's the only thing that you can't move away because you know when you're in there doing your triaging and everything mm. else you can jackpot away but things that can't move that would be really nice to get some some low level mm. uh, sprinkle protection on it'd be nice to have like maybe
0: one or two of mm. those ground spikes yeah. um, but then still, even, like you said even the jackpot you put the jackpot in the middle of the, river, the yeah. thing and put the spike around it so that way it, yeah. it sprays on all that mm-hmm. stuff here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So there is some opportunity there as well. Um, you know, one thing that came up from our training, actually, uh, before I forget, one of our more seasoned guys is like, why don't we just get some zap straps, get like some long 16 or 18s, um, that you can go right around, but there's some metal, um, like deck railings or whatever that you can wrap, wrap that, you know, right around the post Mm -hmm. that you don't want to screw into their metal railing. Right. Um, you know, you, you could do a pretty quick uh, deployment yeah. where you're not damaging any of the, the uh, property. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Like something that we never thought of. Uh, and now we have some coming in. So for well, and uh, the next time that we use it. We're it's
1: options, right? Because these are so light. Like this will take nothing for secure a of heavy straps yeah. to secure it, even with the yeah. water flow force from it. Yeah, absolutely, um, Yeah, I know they're, they're great. Right. I think, well, it's like anything we do. Like You, you got to adapt certain things and sure. and figure it out on the fly. and. And having all those little tools and the toolbox there is perfect.
0: Yeah, great. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty Anything else?
1: No, I'm looking forward to uh,
2: you
0: know some more training with them coming up, and right. uh, I think we'll have something to chat about. Yeah, I think the uh, I, I mean it's not a surprise uh, the next uh, FTX field training exercise we're going to do is going to be obviously going to be some sprinklers or yeah, going to be a wildland deployment um, with some sprinklers a uh, sprinkler a sprinkler component to it. So there's some training on that, and we'll probably talk about that coming a minute. Yeah. Uh, so it's Modus.
2: Yeah, Modus, uh, as we always say, claim, claim to fame is going to be the old snagger tool, uh, but they've got so many other things in their kit, uh, working on some pretty cool things right right now coming down the pipe uh, with some of their textiles. But uh, yeah, check them out on their social medias, uh, see everything that they offer. Uh, we just picked up a bunch of their new uh, X-Line gloves. So uh, pump, pumped on that. We are transitioning all of our members towards those as, as their current ones run out. Yeah. Um, yeah gloves, bags, um, fourth century wedges, soft, soft entry stuff. We got tools lay, laying on the deputy chief's desk here mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of Modus gear kicking around in our personal kit and on our trucks now. Yeah, it's like Snackers I'm, everywhere. I'm like, oh, there's another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a walker, <laughs> my, my truck. <laughs> <kit>. <laughs> um, so yeah, check them out on their social media. Uh, check them out on ours. We have some videos showing them off as well. Uh, if you like what you see, which you should, uh, use discount code GTFF5 for 5% off
1: your order. Absolutely. Cool. Todd, stop the bleed. Stop the bleed, always a good thing. Um, three methods of uh, mass hammer control direct pressure, tourniquet application and wound packing. Make sure you have a good tourniquet. Make sure it's out of the plastic wrapper and make sure you have more than one. Yeah. Uh, org or .ca will take you to the sites. Uh, you can check out our YouTube content on the course as well. Nice. Wolf tree.
2: Wolf tree coffee. Uh, we're crazy late tonight, so we're not crushing their coffee or we will be <laughs> jittery before bed. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, wolf tree coffee there on the social medias and they also have a website, wolf tree coffee.com. um, check them out there and uh, they got a lot of really good blends uh their big push right now is the uh uh cold cold, uh, cold brew for the summertime as uh, we've been crashing like crazy at, at home um but uh we've also partnered with them with the initial attack blend uh delicious uh mm-hmm. it was really it was really neat to sit down and taste everything come up with a, a specific blend that kind of we all agree on and it was i mean i think it's a winner um and the nice thing, Wolf Wolf Tree Coffee, when we first came out with it, uh, was for our seminar back in May. Um, and uh, we had the Honor House Society uh, there with us as well. And they gave a donation off of the sales. Uh, what they've done is they're continuing to offer $2 uh, from every pound of initial attack blend purchased. And will continue to be donated to the Honor House Society. So you're getting an amazing product like the coffee's great um it's a small small town business uh owned and operated by uh two uh friends of ours but you know basically and uh, they're delivering all over the south okanagan and i believe they're shipping everywhere now as well um with that awesome kickback to the honor house society Mm -hmm. uh which is a retreat for uh first responders um uh, military, anything like, like that, if you have to go down to the greater Vancouver area for any sort of medical
1: uh, treatment or recovery. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Wolf, wolf treat. Yeah. Carol's in uh, country music out of West Coast, Canada. Um, they're out of the stampede?
0: No, no uh, they might have been at the stampede. They were just played at the um, <clears throat> Gone Country, which is like a mm. country music. It's for um, cancer awareness. Oh. Nice. Think, uh, it was out in um, Cloverdale, Cloverdale. Yeah, so the big crowd. Yeah, they played there. They were not headlining, but they were
1: like second or third. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're big fans of Tanner. Tanner, they're fantastic. They came out and played at the um, seminar right. and I put on one hell of a show. Um, so yeah, check them out on all the socials wherever you uh, download and stream your music. Yeah. Um, yeah, huge, huge fans of Tanner and the band is fantastic. Yeah. Country music's beginning to grow on me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, get, gonna get Scott in some boots here in no time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lastly us. Uh, we're available on all the social medias TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. And we're Facebook. Uh, I don't I don't think we're on the Twitter space. Yeah. Definitely on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, uh, check us out we are finally putting some content out there. Mm-hmm. There should be some on uh, Tiny Towns yep, and other ESM stuff. And then there will be uh, the sprinkler uh, content we made tonight. Forestry. So you'll be able to see the. Uh, forestry deployment. Yeah. And you'll be able to see bumpin the. Um, yeah, Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Our, our, the one we recently put up was a bump and run. Um, but uh, tonight we've just done our content on the um, sprinklers. Yep. So that'll be a in the coming weeks yeah. so you'll be able to see what the sprinklers look like on uh, on the on the line. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get that out right away so maybe some people can buy some before the end of the summer. Yeah, heck yeah. 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 Yeah, shirts. Shirts? Yeah, there mm-hmm. two people are wearing shirts. I'm also wearing a shirt just not the DTF. shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Moose logo shirts are still yep. there. You can check them out mm-hmm. on our, mm-hmm. shirts, our Facebook page. Um, we
1: are shipping is all over the world. wide, world baby. Worldwide. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... Uh, Buy one. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. D- DTFFstore.com. Uh, you'll find that information on our um, uh, Facebook site as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, send us an email and we'll get that shirt out to you. It's great. Yeah, I love seeing the photos from the wild.
2: You know, people are wearing them and yeah. taking photos and uh, the gear out there. It's really, really cool to see. Someone had
0: on one of the robots.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that was yeah. really cool
0: yeah. Which we my probably yeah. back one day once yep. we sell more moose yep. shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And more for any moment. Nope. Is it a Carl thing? It is, yeah. It's like the last of the Carl. I'll keep going around the Carl thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Thanks. Good night. Stay safe. Stay DTFF.